Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number 93 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading James chapter 4 today, and our focus is on how we do not know the future plus the danger of worldliness. So we're a daily 10-minute podcast where we dig into the Word of God one chapter at a time and discuss it. Welcome to new listeners in Stuttgart, Germany, South Africa, Parts Unknown, London, United Kingdom, Indianapolis, Indiana, Akron, Ohio, and Terre Haute, Indiana. Thank you all for listening. Please do check out our website, Bible2021.com. The fourth chapter of James contains what I think to be one of the five most challenging scriptures in the Bible, especially to Christians living in our current age. Verse 4 says, You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? So whoever wants to be the friend of the world becomes the enemy of God. That's challenging. That's in your face. And James is kind of that way. James doesn't mean here, of course, that we should hate the world and the people of the world. But he is most certainly under the authority and inspiration of the Holy Spirit, calling us not to be worldly and follow the ways of the world. This echoes an almost parallel verse in 1 John 2.15, which says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And it also comports both of those passages really nicely with what Jesus teaches in John 15.19. He says, If you are of the world, the world will love you as its own. However, because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of it, the world hates you. Huh. I think that worldliness probably represents the greatest temptation to modern Christians living in the West right now. There is great pressure to conform to the ways of the world and great calls in Scripture that warn us away from doing such a thing. Well, let's shift gears a little bit to our main focus with a question. Who knows what the future holds? The answer, as I am often reminded, is practically nobody, certainly not me. I was listening to a very good church leadership podcast episode. It was one of the back ones. It was recorded in April of 2020, came out uh, in, in maybe it was May of 2020. Anyway, spring of 2020, they were talking about how the pandemic seemed to be winding down, was almost over, and things were almost ready to go back to normal in May of 2020. There's a lesson for us. For us in that, I think God knows the future and even the best and brightest among us. Well, we don't. This is one of the challenging truths that we will encounter in James 4 today. And James is going to express it in his trademarked sort of uh, cold water to the face way. In James 4, 13 and 14 and 15, he says, Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will travel to such and such a city and spend a year there and do business and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring, what your life will be. For you're like a vapor that appears for a little while, then vanishes. Instead, you should say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. But as it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Well, let's read the whole chapter and then discuss some of the implications of what James is teaching us today. James chapter 4, verse 1, What is the source of wars and fights among you? Don't they come from your passions that wage war within you? You desire and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and wage war. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and don't receive because you ask with wrong motives so that you may spend it on your pleasures. 
You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is hostility towards God? So whoever wants to be the friend of the world becomes the enemy of God. Or do you think it's without reason that the scripture says the spirit he made to dwell in us envies intensely, but he gives greater grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be miserable and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. Don't criticize one another, brothers and sisters. Anyone who defames or judges a fellow believer defames and judges the law. If you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There's one lawgiver and judge who is able to save and to destroy, but who are you to judge your neighbor? Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will travel to such and such a city and spend a year there and do business and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring, what your life will be. For you are like a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you should see, say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. But as it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So it is sin to know the good and yet not do it. So God knows what's coming, and we don't know what's coming. And James instructs us today that we have to be careful to live and act according to the truth that God is in charge, and we don't know what's coming in the future. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. This is a recognition of his sovereignty and our many limitations, and it should humble us, especially when we're doing long-term planning. This doesn't mean don't plan for the future. It means do it with humility. Charles Spurgeon gives us some advice on this, and he says, This in James 4.4 should be your general mode of speech. The mere use of the letters DV, which basically is Latin for God willing, is an evasion of the rule. To live hour by hour as those who will soon give an account is the true mode of living. Men today are just the same as when these words were first written, Spurgeon says, writing in the late 1800s. We still find people saying what they are going to do today, tomorrow, or in six months' time at the end of the year, and perhaps still farther. I have no doubt there are persons here who have their own career mapped out before them pretty distinctly, and they feel well nigh certain that they will realize it all. We are like the men of the past, and this book, though it has been written so long ago, might have been written yesterday, so exactly does it describe human nature as it is at the end of this 19th century, and at the beginning of the 21st century, as it turns out. Spurgeon continues, The text applies with very peculiar force when our friends and fellow workers are passing away from us. Sickness and death have been busy in our midst, says Spurgeon in the late 1800s. Perhaps in our abundant service, we have been reckoning what this brother would do this week and what that sister would be doing next week and so on. Even for God's work, we have had our plans dependent in great measure on the presence of some beloved helpers. They have appeared amongst us in such buoyant health that we scarcely thought it possible that they could be struck down all in a moment, yet so it has often been." The uncertainty of life comes home to us when such things occur and we begin to wonder that we have reckoned anything at all safe or even probable in such a shifting, changing world as this. With this in full view, I am going to talk about how we ought to behave with regard to the future and attempt to draw some lessons for our own correction and instruction from James chapter, James chapter 4 before us. 
Following the line of the text and keeping as close to it as we can, says Spurgeon, we will notice first that counting on the future is folly. Then we will observe what is clear enough to us all, that ignorance of the future is a matter of fact. Third, I will set before you the main truth of the passage, that recognition of God in the future is wisdom. Our fourth point will be that boasting in the future is sin. And our final thought will be that the using of the present is a duty. Great words there from Charles Spurgeon, written close to 150 years ago, could have been written 150 minutes ago for how closely they parallel our times and our struggle with COVID, etc. Let's end the show with our Bible memory verse for April, James 4, 6. He, God, gives greater grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Let's be humble, friends, especially when we're thinking about the future. Good day to you and Godspeed.